Isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all, to feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. 28 minutes, make that 29 minutes after 10 o'clock. Only the classics for our next guest. He deserves the best. He does. He does, he does. deserve the best. And Stevie is one of the best, isn't he? It's one of the greatest songs of all time, is it not? Very, very superstitious. Very Neil McKenzie. Very Neil I McKenzie. was very superstitious. The left pad first. The lucky underwear. You didn't strap your bat to the ceiling, though. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. It made everyone sit down and have all the toilet seats up, or, or one of those no, like I wasn't that again. superstitious. I wonder if our next guest was superstitious. We will find out now because it is time to, to lift the hood on an extraordinary uh, sporting career. It's another Saturday Session Legends uh, segment, and we're inspired by the All Whites taking on the Socceroos this week. And we're ca- uh, catching up with a man who uh, represented New Zealand just 88 times in eight internationals. Uh, no New Zealander has played more uh, games for the All Whites at uh, that level, the pinnacle. Test matches, as you might call them, Grant. Sorry, you'll break out in hives now, as I've mentioned. <laughs> Test matches. Uh, I can only be talking about uh, Ivan Vasilich. He joins the programme. Of course, New Zealand Order of Merit uh, recipient to you, Grant. Ivan, thanks so much for dropping by. How are you this Saturday? Good morning, Ivan. Good morning, guys. I'm very good. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's our pleasure, mate. It really is our pleasure. Uh, before we talk about your career, Watching the All Whites Thursday and then tomorrow at uh, uh, Eden Park, do you still get quite emotive? Get quite emotional when when you see them play? Yeah, look, it's uh, uh, it's great to see them on the TV again and and watch games. Of course, I mean it's, it's a long time that I spent of my life involved with the, with the national team and and wearing the shirt and uh, you know dreaming of uh, as a kid wearing the shirt. So to be able to to think back now and, and, and know that I was able to do that is is incredible. And watching it now, you know, it's, you know, you miss it a little bit, but also you you enjoy watching it a little bit. So there's a little bit of a mixed emotion, but it's just great to see them back and playing some good football and uh, you know battling it out, especially with our uh, Trans Tasman neighbours. Do you serve New Zealand so well from '95 through to 2013? That was just your All Whites career, but. You take us back to your childhood. What shirts were you running around in the backyard? Was it always football, or were you were you quite a sporty individual? Yeah, it was always football. Yeah, um, always playing in the backyard, one on one with my brother, cousins, two on two, something like that. You know, and just keeping busy and posters on the walls, watching as much football as we could. I mean, the dream of the life at the moment, right now, of 150 channels of of sport that you can watch. You know, back then you might get the odd mm-hmm. game. Remember. Uh, going around to a friend's place to watch a Champions League final at 4am in the morning. You know, you've got to go to a friend's place just to get the channel to watch it back then. But now um, hmm. uh, it's a lot different. But yeah, look, it was always football, always training, always playing, always excited, always thinking that it's quite easy to play in the World Cup and quite easy to be a professional at that age. But 
you know, as, you, as everyone here knows, it's very difficult. But uh, yeah, as I was younger, always dreaming to be to be a pro, to be to be able to wear the shirt. Ivan, I mean, we get a lot of kids that are sporting cricket now, running around in Chennai Super Kings shirts and <laughs> Mumbai Indians. And uh, what what were the teams you supported, and which shirts did you have growing up? Yeah, back then I had uh, I was an AC Milan. Well, I still am an AC Milan uh, supporter. Look, they were they were a top team in the nineties, and uh, that was my sort of childhood, and it was the team that I followed. So I uh, they've come back and they're a bit of a resurgence at the moment. They won the Serie A last year, and uh, that was the shirts and colours that I used to wear, along with uh, the New Zealand colours as well that I uh, I used to wear as well. So. Look, that was a dream. And what's incredible right now is, as you talk about, we watch the All Whites and, and New Zealand playing against Australia. We've got a guy that playing in the city are. So, you know, back then I dreamt of of AC Milan, when now we've got Libby Kakachi doing really well in the city are, and uh, mm. and Garbutt as well. You know, trying to get in there. So it's just a, it's such a a great turnaround for the country to have so many players playing at that level. I don't need to tell Ivan this, Grant, but that AC Milan side in the 90s was a joke. They were just quite phenomenal. They, they were scary good. Uh, with, with the hairstyle you rocked for many years, what, you were inspired by Paolo, um, Ivan? Am I fair to say? Did I get that right? Yeah, I, I think that could be right, yeah. It was a, it was a little bit of a trend from City, <laughs> I think, back in the day, you know. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say that. That's probably the easiest way to say it. Yeah, there was a few, a few superstars at that time were in a bit longer than I have at the moment. There was the <laughs> old... Uh, Batistuta from uh, Argentina as well, I can remember. So, yeah, no, oh, it was uh, a little bit of a change for back now, yeah. Look, like coming through the system here in New Zealand, you spent time with Waitakere, Central United, uh, the Football Kings, um, too, before heading off, you know, f- for a long time in Europe, of course, making your debut for the All Whites in 95, just a, sort of a couple of years into that club career of yours. When did you feel you made it? When, when was your big break you felt that, Heck, I could actually make a life out of this. Yeah, look, I have to say, to be honest, it's um, I mean, when, when do you sort of in life and in, in any 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 way of life have that feeling? So it's just, it's just you know, sport is a is an incredible opportunity for people to to get a career out of it, and and as you work your way along it, it, it has those little steps where you get to different parts of of the world or the career or different clubs, especially in football, where where you are making a career out of it. So, yeah, look, I uh, I played for Waitakere, Century United here, the Kings, and was just moving along and doing my best week in and week out, training hard and always thinking, as I mentioned earlier, you know, the younger you were, the easier you think it is. But, you know, working my way along there and then got the opportunity to go to, to Holland and, and play as a professional, which was a dream come true, and then also the selection for the, for the national team. So... You know, I was lucky enough in, in the early years to be selected to age group teams for uh, for New Zealand under 17s, under 20s, and 23s. And and I don't think I ever sort of sat back and thought, oh, actually, I've made it right now. It's just always trying to be better and trying to work away and and try to get as as good and as high as you can and do and and win games. You know, win things, win medals. And and that's probably the mindset. It was never really a time where I relaxed and sat back and said, okay, done the job. We're here now. We'll cruise. So. Interesting saying that I heard back in the days of someone that's not it's not just, you know, wearing a shirt, it's trying to win something inside the shirt that you wear. So, you know, for example, you, you get the honour of playing your first game for the always, but you want to do something special in that shirt. You want to create a bit of history and be part of something. So 
I've sort of carried that that, that little bit of uh, uh, saying inside my head through the different teams that have played it. So it's uh, it's never really been a moment of you've made it, but it's uh, it's just a stepping stone along the way, and it's just an incredible. You know, when you look back now, and, and I look back now, it's an incredible pathway that it was, and, and totally in, enjoyable and incredible that it's to be part of it. Uh, surely one of the, the turning points when you look back at it was the um, 99 FIFA Confederations Cup where you played a, a full tournament, you played in all three games um, in Mexico. Was that something that really gave you a taste of, um, I guess, uh, competition football like a World Cup? Really elite. Yeah. Absolutely. It was, a, it was an incredible tournament, incredible tournament, incredible tour towards that tournament. So we... You know, we had the uh, uh, privilege of playing against Australia to make that tournament and beat in Australia. And uh, from a Mark Burden goal, I think I remember 1-0. So it was a, a tough match, but to beat Aussie was always a, a, a Kiwi's dream in, in every way of life, I think. And, and to do that and then to be, to be selected on the tour was great. I mean, the lead up to that tournament was something special. I don't think New Zealand had beaten a, a major tournament since 82 for that Confederation Cup in Mexico. And, you know, in the, in the way to that Confederation Cup was, was incredible. A lot of games. And, but, but walking out to that first game in the stadium is just absolutely chock-a-block. Maybe 40,000, 50,000 people. Uh, and, and just realising, wow, this is something special. You know, this is something that I want to do regularly. This is an incredible moment. And, and you're right, it was, a, it was an incredible tournament. And, uh, and to be part of that and... You know, on the other side of friendships, it creates those long-term friendships with people when they're away so long. So it was a big point, and it was a great experience for us. When you did that, multiple Confederations Cup, I think you went to Ivan. Of course, we all know uh, 2009, 2010, how, how big that was for the All-Whites to get back to a football World Cup. Uh, what, hard to imagine what you, what you did probably after your first game. You came on as a sub in a 7-0 loss, right? Yeah. Oh, against Uruguay. It was probably thinking, heck, what, what have we bitten off here? But is it fair to say New Zealand football, and specifically the All Whites, have made big strides, that those sort of days are well and truly behind us, that um, you know we've moved into a, a more full-on professional era where, where guys are, are following your career path, spending time working on their trade 365 days a year, that that, that you, you saw firsthand the transition from you know the semi-pro amateur days to where we are now. Yeah, look, that was a long time ago. That, that was a, some debut. I think it was, I think the coach was thinking 5-0 down, let's put on Vucilic and maybe he can get us back in the <laughs> game. But, <laughs> but <laughs> unfortunately, that wasn't my strong, uh, my strength and we actually went down uh, seven. But yeah, on another side of it, it was an opportunity for a young player to actually get some minutes for his national team. So it was, yeah, I look back at the result, I say it wasn't great. But I look back at the, you know, that little opportunity for me, and it was incredible. And we were, and, and not a lot of people might realise this, but the team we were playing for Uruguay was absolutely star, star-studded. Absolutely, some yeah. superstars in there. That Francis Scoli, uh, Ruben Sosa, these players that were playing at, at the peak of world football at the time. So yeah, we did struggle. We did struggle. But you know, again, as you just mentioned, we we were a team that was, you know, majority based in New Zealand, amateur footballers. And uh, and we we had a bit of a pre-tour to that, trying to you know lift the standards and do well. And we absolutely shocked them in the second game. I think it was a one-one draw or two-two draw. And I remember yeah. after the game against Uruguay, every single one of their players 
didn't want to sign autographs, didn't want to change uh, shirts, didn't want to do it, got on a bus and went to a training session. So they're absolutely <laughs> embarrassed that they were drawing with New Zealand, you know. So we, we shook that little part of the world a little bit back then. But, but what I have seen, in, you know, through, uh, through the time of, of, of being involved in the team and, and watching it now is that, yeah, we do have a, have, have a change. We have a, the pathways a little bit uh, more accessible to Europe than it was in the past. So players are, are hitting that way regularly, performing really well and, and grinding away. I mean, it's, it's very difficult to, and what players need to realise, it's very difficult to, to join a club and just slip straight in there and play from the first minute and play every game. That doesn't always happen. It does happen to the special players, but other players, they need to work hard. Mm. They need to put the time and they need to go through disappointments of maybe under one coach not playing, but if you've got a two-year contract, that might change. You might get another chance. So, yeah, what we're seeing now are the, the fruits of, of, of that change of accessibility to Europe and also to the old National League and the, and the clubs and, and the training facilities that New Zealand has gotten better at to produce players that are technically better than it was they were in the past. Ivan, where, where was your mind in your career? Because you look at, uh, you know, playing club football or, you know, Premier League and you, everyone has these, these goals and fantasies of where they want to end up in their career. But is it a different mindset? Were you always thinking about New Zealand or did you have part of your mindset on playing the leagues around the world? Look, I think, to be honest, I think it was, it was both. It was definitely both. I mean, I had and watched and seen uh, Winton Rufa, Chris Zorizic playing overseas. Chris is a little bit of a family cousin. So I had a little connect there, but watching Winton Rufa do some incredible stuff in Europe and, and again, thinking that, yeah, look, why not? Let's give it a go, but not realising the, the difficulty of getting to that level and, and seeing them also play for the national team as well was, was always a dream to play to play there. And I remember getting selected for the, uh, for the age group under 17-1 and it was a you know, it was an incredible sort of moment for the family and, and the honour of, of wearing the shirt, and that's even just at the age group level, you know. So the thrill was there. The dream was always to play as a, as a professional as well. And so, 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 you know, more or less side by side to me, to be honest. I mean, the thrill of playing in the World Cup means you have to play for your country. So the dream mm. of doing that is, was very high up there. And I guess alongside that, you want to you be able to live as a pro and call yourself a, a pro. So... It, it drives, it needs to, it, it, both of them need to drive players in, when they're coming through, I think. It definitely drives me I think as a person. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you play teams like France, Germany, Brazil. Um, 2008, you retire uh, from international football. You come back out of retirement for 2009, 2010. What, is that the best decision you made to come back? Because I, I, I'm guessing, despite all those teams I've rattled off, is the highlight 2009 then into a World Cup? Yeah, look, it's a, it's a very good decision. Thinking back at it now, incredible decision. Uh, yeah, look, it was a t- it was a time where I'd returned from Europe. We were expecting our first child, and and sort of circumstances thought that yeah, look, at retirement might be on the cards. So that was a decision made. It wasn't easy. Definitely wasn't easy, of course. But um, the decision to come back as well, talking talking to Ricky and talking to the staff at that time, and and what was on the the, the you know, the sort of plan going forward for the team and for everything. So it was a incredible, uh, uh, obviously looking back now, unbelievably happy to make that decision and to come back. And yeah, it was an incredible highlight. I mean, to be involved in a game where 
in New Zealand where, uh, uh, you know, to me, anyone I meet or the, the world sort of stood still at that time. Everyone knows where they were in 2009 again when yeah. New Zealand was playing Bahrain in Wellington. Everyone knows about it. Everyone remembers it. Everyone has a story about it. There's so many people travel down there, you know, and you catch up with people. It's just it's great to be part of that sporting history of New Zealand, you know, let alone uh, uh, on the personal side or the family side. It's also great to be able to, you know, walk up there and represent your country and then and complete something that hadn't been done for so many years to get to a World Cup and, and with an incredible group of players and, and staff that had worked really hard and, and managed to build an incredible culture and, and uh, win or lost, the culture was great in that team and uh, and to get those rewards. But yeah, I mean, every time I think about it, I get goosebumps about it and, yeah, and, I and bet can't you believe don't. it. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it happened in that way. He's still, still got to wait to see if Mark Paston makes that penalty save every time you watch it, you know? <laughs> you hear that, kids? You hear that, kids? A guy lived it, what, 12 years ago, still gets goosebumps when he just thinks about it. That, that, that's so telling to me. Uh, Ivan, um, you came back from retirement. You won Oceania Footballer of the Year and then Auckland Sportsman of the, the Year 2010. What, what was the catalyst? Like, what was so different after you retired and then made a comeback? Did something change in the way you approached the game? It's just like a fine wine, Grant, unlike you. Aging perfectly. <laughs> yeah, that, that could be the answer. Yeah, look, it was, I guess, you know, the first decision was around returning from Europe. So I was, I was returning yeah. to New Zealand and coming, to, coming from a standard where I thought, okay, look, I'm, I'm and, and look, in a way at that time in Europe, in, in Holland where I was, once you you know once you're close to 31, you you may be offered a little bit of a one-year deal or something, and they almost look like you you might not be going for too long more. But I came back here to Auckland City, and what I what I remember was the setup here was very good, the training was very good, and I was able to to keep that level of fitness and that level of com- competitiveness going. So then when I when I did get the call for coming out of retirement, I was physically in a in a situation where I knew I could step up. Which was great, and then because I knew I could do that, or I thought I could do that, sorry, and then I, you know, played those games, and obviously I could. So that that was, I guess, the benefit of that. I mean, we were here training maybe four times a week at amateur club, working really hard. It was a time in 2009 at a club level as well that we we won a game at, at, at the FIFA Club World Cup, and we ended up coming fifth. So it was a little bit of a rattle there for for the brand of New Zealand around the world, and. And the club team also, the, the training environment was very strong. So then, and I did not know that when I was returning from, from, from Europe. So I guess that was around that time of, of returning back to the national team and, and being able to step up for those games. So, yeah, in hindsight, it's a, it's a great decision. But I guess that, that environment around me at the time was strong enough for me to make that decision quite easily. Yeah, and you did a whole heap of winning with Auckland uh, City, and they continue to be a very, very uh, strong club. Uh, Ivan, thanks so much for sharing your time. The last question I, I have for you, um, beating Australia in an international on home soil, you know, how good is it? You know, if the, if the players of t- tomorrow could actually achieve it, you know, share, share the feeling of beating the, the big cousin from across the ditch. Yeah, look, it's a, it's a, great, it's a great thing to happen because there's a lot of factors involved in it in, in all the sporting the codes I believe it's it's the big brother small brother type thing it's uh, the belief that Australia have in themselves that at times we know is sometimes overinflated you know 
But uh, what, but that, that adds to the beauty of the game, you know, and that's that's what gives people that drive to to win those games. And so the the the, the feeling afterwards is even better. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, yeah. around the Confederation Cup, we were able to to beat them one 0 a couple of times for both Confederations Cup, and, and the shock on the faces and, and the, the, the ah. absolute disbelief that they've lost to New Zealand, they could not believe it, even though. You know, it happened, uh, you know, in a, in, a, in a phase of two or three times over a period of four years. So uh, it's that little bit of beauty and that little bit of uh, uh, disappointment on their side that you want to see in their faces. So, yeah, look, we have the quality to do it. We have the quality to do it. We've seen it. We saw it in the first game. The players uh, had some chances. They, that game could easily have, have gone our way. And uh, I don't see any reason why a packed out Eden Park can't get behind the players and show them the support that they've been missing for the last four or five years since they've last played at home and get a get a result, absolutely believe it can be done. It'd be great to shock them on their road to their World Cup. Well, Ivan, um, honestly, I think that everyone wants nothing more than to see a double win against the Australians this weekend. Um, and it's just great to hear not only your passion for the game, every legend that we have on this segment, um, you can just hear how passionate they are um, with the sport that they played, that you played for, for so many years, 18 years, uh, your career. And um, it's nice to hear that there's no silver bullet. It's just hard work, isn't it? That's how you get to the top. Unfortunately, that's, that's the, the best recipe, I believe, hard work. And that's what, that's what, that's what we hear many times. So that is, that is my, uh, what I've believed in and what I've sort of ingrained in me from my parents and, and, and bringing up. So it's... Uh, it's, it's still going on now, to be honest. So. <laughs> Ivan, we'll leave it at that. Thanks so much, mate. Would kiss the ring if it was available to us, being the godfather that you are. Thanks so much for all you've done. And long, mate, continue. We look forward to chatting down the line, sir. Thanks, Ivan. Thanks, Greg. Thanks so much. Our privilege. Uh, Ivan Vislich joining us. 88 uh, A internationals for New Zealand. No other man has played more times for the All Whites in that setting. Uh, um, a, a New Zealand career that went from 1995 through to 2013 and still heavily involved in the game. He was our Saturday session legend for this week in association with Somerset. Think new friends, new laughs and a new home. Think Somerset Retirement Villages, somerset.co.nz.